0: Some out-of-tune singers sing songs we grew up on Lines fly like darts as some guy tries his luck on The prettiest girl,
1: he ain't got a shot with it feels like home Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 266 Charlotte Stonewood Podcast recording at Basement After a week off, we had a little, uh I guess had some family issues, so that's why we took last week off. Just figured, why not take a little breather? So we are back, ready to go. Month of November, two months left in the year of 2021. October flew by, but Jeeves, man, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good, doing good. I had a good, uh, good Halloween on my brother's and sister-in-law's house. Uh niece and nephew's got a lot of candy. Uh, but if you're looking for me, it's Jeeves1988 on Instagram and Twitter.
1: And Jeeves, what, uh, what'd they do with the pizza?
0: Uh, I gave it to them, and I don't know what they did with it, but when I left left their house, it was still a whole pizza, Um, so I don't know if my brother took it for lunch or if the kids, um, they cut it up for the kids because they all go to school now, so that's a good lunch, but I left it there, and it was there as a whole pizza when I left the house at 8 o'clock.
1: All right, and we got Duvall. He looks a little more lively than he did Sunday coming back from a yeah, homecoming. How you doing?
2: Doing pretty good, man. Um, glad to be back. Um, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. Sunday was pretty rough, but uh, of course glad to be back and I'm excited to talk um, as usual. If you're looking for me, Bride versus Duvall on Twitter, just Duvall on Instagram.
1: All right, and, and for me on Twitter and Instagram, JRo Nation, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook, and then you can find our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Amazon, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And then for our, our good old video content, you can go to our YouTube, They See Me Rolling, for our Panther Reaction videos, our Beerio Carts, our Brewer Reviews, all that good stuff. We're close to 1,000, so if you haven't subscribed yet to that, subscribe. All right, let's get to our guest tonight. The voice, the male voice may sound familiar because his brother's been on here multiple times. They've got the same last name, but they look somewhat similar, but are completely somewhat different as well. N- met met uh, Adam Lur's brother back in high school. It was my senior year, and we had a I think a freshman science class in there as well. I was just trying to get a credit, and I think he was just starting his journey in high school. So before, without further ado, we've got Lur's. Eric Lurs and his wife Susie, how you guys doing?
3: We're doing good, good, I'm doing good, nice to see you everyone.
1: Yeah man, so let's dive into it. How did you guys, first, let's get a little history of your background, how did you guys first meet?
3: Well, um, I guess I'll run with this one, so, I mean <laughs> I first met in, uh, in high school and then, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't really do much in high school. Um, kind of reconnected after, well after, when we were probably 20. Okay. And, uh, you know, she had a boyfriend at the time, and I was just kind of coming around, and that. That didn't end up working out, and um, we got back together um, about 22. We were 22. we have okay. been together.
1: So. All right, so Susie, did you go to Hopewell? I did. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's we all we all did as well, but we're yeah. Eric's brother's age, so I guess we were just fading out as you guys were starting in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I graduated in two
4: thousand and ten.
5: Um, but I was more of like a keep to myself kind of person. <laughs> so even people who are in my graduating year don't usually uh, don't usually remember me from
3: going there. <laughs> all right. Yeah, come okay. on. Kind of like you remember me from science class. I kind of remember her from a history
2: class. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice feel. Yeah. There you go. So, you now, guys... Now, do you remember her because she got you through history class? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I kind of remember her. So, uh, we were in history class
3: together, and she was kind of the lone wolf. And uh, I was kind of like the the, the different, more type of weird girls. So, <laughs> okay. <so. laughs> There you,
1: there you go. If I'll say anything about Eric from what I remember, like take Adam and kind of multiply him in a de- a couple different categories, and that's what I remember Eric like they've got some of the same quirks and personalities and but I think Eric might have a little bit more juice sometimes than Adam did, you know. That's just how I would perceive it, but I could be wrong.
3: <laughs> I, I would say you're pretty spot on with that some.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then you guys did you guys get married? How long did you date before you get married and all that good stuff? Or
3: Yeah, so we were kind of dating there for about a year, and I got her pregnant. Okay. And uh, once I got her pregnant, kind of got a lot more serious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was working a kind of a crappy tire job. That pretty much, you know, that multiplied personality got me into a lot of trouble after high school. and uh <laughs> Finally got it together, and just we decided just kind of to settle it down. And then we got married after that, and uh, had another baby. And you know, my my career kind of progressed, and then you know, kind of came into the whole stay-at-home mom deal, and decided that wasn't quite enough, and started a candle business.
1: Yeah. So before we get into the candles, let's get, let's get back. So what are you? Obviously, this is your. I mean, you're sitting in your candle shop right now. But what were you doing before, and what are you still doing? And then, what led you to jumping into that candles?
5: So before I ever, like, before I had kids or anything like that, I waited tables. You know, I was the the- service industry. Yeah. Um, after high school, I didn't really want to go to college or do anything like that. Like, Eric, you know, he. His multiplied personality got him into trouble and my wolf personality got me into trouble. Um <laughs> okay. the different different route, yeah. but um, I'm in trouble, I guess. Um, and I just worked in the service industry for a long time. Um, you know, and then while I was pregnant, kept that going working in the service industry. Um, so, but once I had my kids, You know, and and Eric was willing to work, and especially after I had my son, and freaking childcare is so expensive. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I I was like, I'm just going to work to pay for his childcare. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I would rather stay home, you know, and and be a stay-at-home mom for him instead of, you know, just working to pay for childcare care, waiting tables. Because i feel like, if I wait tables, all I'm going to do to making money waiting tables to pay for childcare. Yeah. you know, and that's where my
3: experience was at that point. Yeah, I'd also say, you know, she does a little bit more than just childcare. I mean, she, we cook it, we cook all our meals. Yeah. Um, that was pretty much the only way we could survive. Yeah. Um, job that I had, you know, we cook all our meals and we have a decent sized house. That, it was her grandparents' house that we live in up in Huntersville. So, um, you know, it was a little bit more than just being a stay at home mom. She kind of, kind of pulls the
1: entire household up over here. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Eric, you, you worked the tire job, and I think, wasn't Adam also working there part-time here and there as well?
3: Yeah, that there was a time. So, <laughs> right after high school, So then I told me work for the IRS.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so then I, you you're always posting pretty slick shots of what you're doing now completed projects. So what are you doing now that's uh helping pay the bills?
3: Yeah, so um like I said, we, you know, we had the kids going and I realized that the tire industry was probably not going to um sustain my type of personality, long term, it was really boring. Um, <laughs> I did equipment maintenance and, and stuff like that and got really good. I've always been hands-on, you know, race butto forever. Um, decided I didn't want to work on cars and engines. Um, I, like to, I like to build things that matter. So um, I changed. I, I started going to school. So I entered into uh, CPCC on a grant and um, started in business administration and then came to realize I wanted to go to construction management. And I wanted to manage big projects, so I kind of took, you know, kind of took my work ethic and my, um you know, my my skills per se, and kind of change it, change the industries. And I got on a really big project, and I built um, Apex South Park. It's uh, right next to South Park Mall and State mm-hmm. Forty. A high eccentric and a church, and it was just a really massive project for um, J Dunn Construction, and then uh, you know, kind of just progressed. And then I went to another little company, and uh, they gave me more responsibility. And I was running um, interior upfits for them. I did, you know, started at probably like six hundred thousand dollar upfits, and then ended up at three million. And then uh, I, I just got approached recently for, from uh, Choke Construction, and I'm back on uh, big projects. I'm at uh, Camp North
1: End now off uh, Grand Street. Nice. So yes, you, yeah. you you guys kind of went to the school of just life, right? Like, whatever hit you with life, you had to figure out what was next and just grow with the punches. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and I, Eric left out, like, in his transition between, like, parish and, and going to construction, his own handyman business, like, in between, uh, and, like, sustained us on that for quite a while. Um you know, and like the app next door and stuff. Like they vote for like neighborhood favorites. Yeah. Like he was the you know, favorite handyman for like two years, and like now even with like him doing his um, commercial construction, we still got something in the mail because he'll pick up side jobs and stuff. Yeah. You know, on the weekends for people, and they get he gets recommendations, and we just got something in the mail. He's neighborhood favorite contractor still for like our area. Nice. Um. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah loves to like help people out and he does really good work so like even in just being, like those industries you know he's always just really been good at everything he does yeah he to the point where he's
3: like, yeah sorry for leaving that that was a big part i was doing that and trying to knock out the construction management degree and yeah. Then, uh, so yeah so i did leave that part out yeah that was good so kind of entrepreneur but uh you know, health insurance for the family is very expensive. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, and, uh, having a small business, um, trying to go to school, and um, learn all the things that you have to learn to, you know, do construction projects. I was told by someone to uh, make all my mistakes on someone else's time. So, yeah. you know, I plan, I plan on doing it that yeah. way. Yeah.
1: So before we dive into the candles, what was your, what would be your favorite handyman job?
3: Um, I, I know it sounds weird. Um, I like uh, I like refinishing decks. I
1: like Ooh, okay. To,
3: cool. I like to take old decks and make them look really pretty.
1: Okay. All right. What's your go-to stain then?
3: Uh, deck over Sherman Williams.
1: Okay. All right. Are you? Uh, do you like to go? Like I said, do you would you like to paint them too, or do you like to just keep it the old brown natural?
3: No, I like whatever color the customer really wants.
1: Okay, I, I, <laughs> I feel you. I, I try like if, I don't I, I don't try to do like a draft color change that's already been painted or something. I try to stay around because it's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So, so so
2: with that same that that same token, so what's your most challenging project? Um, it may not be the your your go-to project, but the most challenging, and you may still get joy out of it. But it might be a really big challenge.
3: Yeah, I mean, really, anytime a customer is shitty, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> picky people who, who like watch YouTube videos and and think that they know, you know, like how the work's supposed to be done. Those, but as far as like specific. Challenges on projects. I would say like anytime you're trying to modernize anything that's old. Okay. So if you're trying to you're trying to build a new deck on an old house or trying to, you know, take an old room like the room we're sitting in now, this was a kitchen, believe yeah. it or not. Um, and uh, I built that bathroom behind there and then, we, you know, turned it into what it, what it is now. But, you okay. know, yeah, it's always a challenge when you dig into old
1: stuff. Yeah, because yeah, once you pull down walls and stuff, who knows what kind of wiring or plumbing or whatever they've got going on. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's get to the big mamma jamma, you guys' candle business. I think I first saw it when your brother started sharing it on social media. You guys hit about every farmer's market there is. I see the posts all the time. I ran it to you at one at the Huntersville Growers Market a couple months ago. How did this business come about and all that good stuff?
2: I'll let I'll let
5: her talk about that. Um. So we first tried to make candles in 2018. Okay. Um. Because I bought a shit ton of candles, and like
1: that's
5: <laughs> that's like our honest first try is that um, fall candles would come out, and I'd spend like two hundred dollars on candles, right? <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous i think eric was just kind of like this is ridiculous candles got hard to make so we like bought some wax and some fragrance threw it in a jar and they sucked really bad Like, like really terrible candles that didn't smell good or burn well or anything like that and um so my dad was like the most positive like trusting, incredible, amazing person ever, and I can remember him and Eric, like, looking at me and being like, you could really do this if you really wanted to, and, like, both, (laughs) uh, and both of them, and both of them, um, you know, kind of brought that up to me a bunch of times after that, Um, you know, and uh, so Viren's so, during um like the COVID stuff started and everything was shutting down and um it was and Eric And your dad just died. And my dad died. So my oh. dad died in August, um of twenty twenty from COVID.
1: Oh dang.
5: Oh. yeah, he was uh he went from like just pretty much fine. I mean he had some like underlying health conditions, but like walking around, like doing his grocery shopping, working fine, it's gone probably less than two weeks. Wow. Um, With COVID, Um, you know, so, you know, all of that kind of stuff was happening and Eric's aunt, Mary Ellen, who's developmentally disabled, moved down here from Connecticut, um, because like all of her social services and stuff were stopping and the people who took care of her in Connecticut, were elderly so they weren't going to be going anywhere and like her share level dropped down so she moved down here to be with family and she stayed with us a lot and so she was getting depressed but she's like uh um and, um you know she uh sorry oh you're good um so she helps out a lot with our kids. She's like a third grandmother to our kids, but, like, she can't work with a mask much. She can't wear a mask without spending like, her time. So she's getting depressed with, like, I think not working and, like, not contributing. Yeah. And kind of, like, all of these factors together um, around December, I think me being at home and being really depressed about my dad, you know, like, that's, like, the worst loss and the worst Absolutely,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
5: Um, and, you know, Mary Ellen kind of feeling like she's not doing anything. That's Eric's honor contributing. Um, you know, me always letting candles. Like this kind of big combination of all these things. Eric's like, we're going to invest in some stuff. We're going to learn how to make candles. And I think we should make candles. Um, and I was like, but I fucking suck at making
4: candles.
5: <laughs> 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 um, and, you know, he was more like he didn't really try to begin with like actually try look it up figure it out um and so we bought some stuff and we made some sample candles um in early mid-december of 2020 of 2020 um and we just kind of put them on next door like hey we're thinking about starting a candle business who wants to test these free candles um (laughs) And tell us what you think about them. And the uh, um, response to anything free yeah. is like ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every person I think in Hunter and Villa Cornelius and Davidson was like, Oh my god, I want a free candle, I'll tell you how it is. Um and so that I had orders so many orders, like instantly in December, um, to the point where I was like, Oh my gosh, and I didn't have labeling or um marketing or anything i only had these like really like crappy brown like cardboard paper labels i wasn't i didn't have any branding at all like anywhere that i wanted to go so like we just kind of threw ourselves into the fire out of nowhere with these candles and all the people in our community wanted to buy my candles and i'm like i don't even really know how to make candles very well at this point you know um (laughs) And so after that, like, initial um, response to him, I think Eric more so than I, because he's he's the guy who sees the potential in everything. You know, he sees potential in everything, and he's the one who's like, this could really be a thing for you. And I'm the one who's afraid of stuff like that. And, like, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to fulfill all of this stuff. I'm not going to be able to um, you know, do this well enough, all that stuff. But he's the person who's always like, Yes, you can, try harder. Um, you know, you you're capable of doing this. Um, you know, and so then those kind of like slower January to like Marchish months. Um, we tested the shit out of candle making. Like Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: How did you come up with that name for your business? Oh, that was all hard. What's your favorite scent? Candlewood. The
5: question. So probably sandalwood rock. just sandalwood and jasmine. Okay. Or um, we have a fall seasonal scent called Cozy Cabin. It's a smoked pine, patchouli, and amber. Ooh, really good. Okay. Yeah, I like an earth.
1: I saw I saw you guys did a tobacco one and that highly piqued my interest because I found a like a I think it was a Walmart better homes tobacco candle one time leather and tobacco and it was just one of my favorite scents but I can't find it anymore I don't know if they got kicked out of Walmart or they you know whatever it was but just the smell of a nice tobacco leaf is is just like nostalgic in a way Uh-huh.
5: I forgot to mention that like a big part of like what's important to us about it is like getting quality stuff to put in our candles because you know, a four dollar candle from from Walmart is full of carcinogens that are horrible for you to breathe in and to burn like around your family and your children and things like that. And I didn't ever really know any of that until I started making candles and like looked into it. Like our candles are clean. You know, we don't dye any of them. We don't put, like, any kind of unnecessary chemicals in them. Um, Our oils, people ask if they're essential oil candles. They're not. They're fragrance oils with essential oil, but our oils are all phthalate-free, benzene-free, actually gluten-free, you know. (laughs) So uh, they don't have to be essentially clean, but, like, everything that we produce is, like, of a higher standard. And I want, like, my customers to know that. And they don't cost $45 for a candle. Yeah. That is of that quality. Like, that's important to me because I want regular people to be able to buy a cleaner, high-quality candle that isn't this dollar.
1: So what are you guys' price points for anybody listening who would want to get a candle?
5: Um, so... Online, they are... So,
3: yeah, so, um, so it really all depends. The, be- the best deal you're going to get from us is going to be at those markets you saw. Okay. Uh, um You know, dealing in cash is obviously the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, digitally we do, um, you know, the-, the taxes, the website piece, stuff are on there. But still, um, I think the most that you're going to get um, one of our candles for is um, $23, and that's for the big one. Um, okay. At the markets, we run them at 22 Um, the eight ounce soy candles, typically at these markets, you see them run for about 18. Um, we don't bring ours above 13. Okay. Um, we always do, you know, we always try to hit them with a bundle deal and put like, you know, two for 22 or, um, you know, something like that, where it doesn't feel like, um, you have to spend a fortune per se to get a handmade soy candle. Yeah. You know, it's important to know that. You know, you see what we have behind us. We—I I made these homemade boilers over here for to to put the wax in and stuff. Everything is handmade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not coming out of a machine. You know, getting squirted into a jar. Um, you know, we have to we have to put all these ingredients together one at a time.
1: What is the process like in making a candle?
5: Uh, so. So one of the reasons why my first candle failed is because I didn't realize almost what, I mean, not almost, but it's like a scientific process pretty much in order to have like a candle that doesn't have, you know, big craters in it or that burns evenly where you don't get a tunnel or that doesn't leave wax wall on the inside of the jar. I mean, so first you have to weigh your wax down to the ounce, you know, like to the tenth of an ounce, really. Um, melt it to a certain degree, a certain degree to add your oils in. So it has to get to a certain temperature for that. You have to stir it for a certain amount of time to have your oils get blended into the wax. Then you have to let the wax cool down there at a certain point before you can pour it into your vessel. Then it has to harden into your vessel and cure for a certain amount of time. Um, and you clip your wick, tap it, it's ready to go. But soy candles have to cure for um, five to seven days before you can burn them. So even if I'm like, oh man, I sold out of all my cozy cabin on Friday, and I've got a market, you know, on Sunday, and I make it on Saturday, like I still can't have it at that, that Sunday market. That makes
1: sense. What? How many do you usually make per sit down?
5: I do twenty four to twenty eight pounds of wax at a time. Oh, cool. Um. <laughs> We just
3: got, we just got there. Um, so I don't know if you guys can see or not, but we got all those little small pots over there on the shelf. So yeah. She fills all those at one time out of these big boilers that are sitting on that side. So we, we made these boilers, we put like garden hose thickets on them. So we, we melt, you know, those stock pots full of wax at a time. So, um, uh, I think it really varies I think in a day she could make a few hundred candles if she wrote her
5: yeah when, I mean when I'm go when I'm going for it um this white table behind me I can have all filled up with jars and do like pretty much the whole thing in a day like if you go back to our Instagram a couple days back you can see a post where I had like the whole table pretty much filled with wicked jars and at the end of it I think all but probably about 10 to 12 are filled um and that was like one day for me because I had a few marks coming
1: up yeah what's your uh, what's your burn time and I'll let duval finally get a question in here the
5: eight the eight ounce are 45 to 48 hours and then the cool. bigger ones are 75 to 78 but people get confused burn time is not light it and let it go and burn till it's gone okay
1: Yankee Candles burn time. Is that like the same thing on those same sizes?
5: So Yankee Candles are hard. It's kind of like comparing an apple and an orange. Okay. They're not the same thing. Okay. Um, There's a the paraffin wax.
4: Oh, okay.
5: Um, there you usually have, um, you can get them with multiple wicks. You can get them with larger wick gauges. So it's like, uh, so they're eight ounce candles might
3: burn for the same amount of time or longer, but it, it's a different kind of wax. Gotcha. And it's kind of, kind of different. Yeah, no, an uh, uh, eight ounce, that's not, an uh, eight ounce paraffin wax candle is
4: never gonna burn as long
3: as the as soy candle. Okay. So, I mean, you're never gonna get, you're never gonna get the same amount of burn time out of a paraffin wax candle as you would a soy candle. Okay. Paraffin is refined off of oil, off petroleum. Um, you know, soy wax is obviously a soybean, so a lot more dense, um, you know, and then like she said, Yankee Candle, um, is going to have a lot more different options, um, more or less because of that paraffin wax, you know, it's a lot more durable, um, soy wax is, is, like she said, it's like an art form. Um, To get it right, you know, like um, you can really have some messed up candles if you don't know how to use it when in paraffin wax, you know, they could probably, you know, boil, you know, 500 gallons worth of wax and just have jars coming down an assembly line and it'd be fine. Soy wax, you can't do that. Like you make all the candles and then you put just as much time into making them look right um, after you're finished, like heat gunning the tops of them and stuff like that.
5: Okay. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I verbalized that right about, about the burn time. Yeah, it's it's it, they're completely different. Okay. Um, and soy definitely burns a lot, a lot slower, um, and it's just all around better. But yeah, Eric's right. I mean, a paraffin wax candle, because I mean, I made paraffin wax candles. Yeah. You know, I make I made some just to make some, mm-hmm. and the the soy candles it has to be cooled to this degree in order to get perfect adhesion in my jars. Otherwise, I have to go back with a heat gun and fix them all, which whenever I made 200 candles today is a lot of work that I don't want to have to do. (laughs) I would have (laughs) to fix (laughs)
4: it
5: and take the right temperature. Whenever I made paraffin wax, you know, whenever I tried to make a few paraffin wax candles at the very, very beginning, like it was nothing. I could just pour them all in. They all looked fine, and it was fine. But then at the end of it, it was just black smoke, and it was just, you know, it, was, it burned really fast, and it was it was
1: chunk. so. Okay. Is okay. that kind of how you settled on to do the soy candles? Like, you experimented with all different types, and then said, hey, this is the, this is the brand we want to use? No, we kind of went with, uh, it, it was more trendy, really. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're, you see a lot more
3: people trying to eat organic, and, you know, buy cleaner cleaning supplies, and it's just one of those deals. Um, and then the big thing was, like, when we started, um, we tried to sort, we, like, bragged about sourcing everything from North Carolina. Yeah. So, uh, uh, okay. like, our pictures, our, our labels, you know, everything was from North Carolina up until COVID hit. And um, okay. I, I don't know if you guys, like, pay attention or whatever, but commodities is a real issue right now. There's a lot of things that are just sitting out on both um,
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: To the port and glass mason jars are is one of those, yeah. Um, we can get the big ones, but the small ones are getting harder and harder and harder to find. So, we're, we're looking at different ways to keep our brand but also be able to make candles. So, we came out, we just came, we're about to come out with this. Uh, it's a pudding jar and it has a cork <laughs> lit, so it kind of keeps our like southern North Carolina look. Yeah. Um, right. mm-hmm. so, uh you know, whoever's in charge of all this stuff up top gets it all figured
5: out. Yeah, which you know, which really sucks because we had a jar supplier where we could get our jars in North Carolina and keep everything local and keep things at home. You know, until all of a sudden glass is gone and nobody can get glass. Yeah. You know, now we've had to move to somewhere bigger to get our glass definitely not what we want to have to do, but I want to be able to still give people my, you know, sell my candles, and I want to still be able to sell them at a rate that people can afford to buy and that they're used to buying, and so unfortunately, we've had to sacrifice, you know, one of those things that was, like, super important to us as a company, um, but, you know, it is what it is, and hopefully things will kind of even out, and we'll be able to go back to doing what we did at the beginning, um, you know, after
1: a lot of this crazy crap plays down. Yeah. So it sounds like, Eric, you need to build a glass-blowing office <laughs> in the back over there to fire up your own glass. <laughs> All right, Duval, yeah. I'll, I'll finally let you get your question off.
2: You're good. So, so I've, I've got two questions. So first question is, as the holidays approach, and I'm a holiday person, <laughs> so what – Kind of, and it might be on your Instagram, and I might, you might be plugging this too. But what's like your holiday? Because I mean, you look at Yankee Candle, you look at Bath and Body Works, they have the different like Christmas smelling and all those. Like, what's your, I guess, seasonal one coming up? And then my follow up question is, is where's the next, I guess, event or place that you can, that you'll be in the coming weeks, months, so that. We're all in the Charlotte area. I would love to come and get candles I yeah. so have candles all across my house, and I would love.
3: Okay, well, we'll give you a good cash deal. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> to answer your first question. Um, so we have come to realize that people like things that are different. Um, some people like them that are the same, but for the most part, people like to smell new things. So um, for the fall, we came out with um, Carolina pumpkin praline. Cozy Cabin, and Hay Pumpkin. Hay Pumpkin's named after my dad because that's what he says to our daughter every time he sees her when he comes. Um, For the holidays, um, we're taking our regular spruce candle and we're mixing it with vanilla just like Bath and Body does, and we're going to call it White Christmas. Um, We're doing a nutmeg and spice candle, and then for our more woodsy, um, earthy people, we're going to do one that's called Crackling.
1: Facebook and you got an Instagram, right?
5: Yeah.
4: Okay.
1: So that's where, yeah, because I know you guys are very good at posting like going live when you're out at the Huntersville Growers Market or wherever you may be, and you're always good at posting what's coming up. So yeah, definitely go follow them if you want to find out where they're being. Look forward to smelling the scents and everyone's right. home if we can get out there, get some gifts and all that good stuff. Yes. For so. Sure. And if uh, any of your followers are good at
3: uh, website development, social media marketing, et cetera, feel free to reach out. We're ready to invest in that. All right.
5: I I do want to mention really, really quick, Eric's aunt, who we mentioned before, Mary Ellen, she's the one who's developmentally disabled, (laughs) she just took over all of our soap production all by herself. Okay. um, And we kind of rebranded the soap, and this is Eric's idea to be soap by Mary Ellen. And she is so proud of that. So if you come out to our events and you buy any soap, she's going to have her own soap card on the soap. Um, she's going to have all of her own little business cards. And it's something that um, she's really, really proud of. Um, so now it's um, Soaps by Mary Ellen with Ward's Wicked Wicks. We have six different um, soap milk soaps that she makes. Um, I taught her how to make all of that. And it's really great. And then we have, like, donation... Um, you are for
3: Autism Strong in Charlotte as well. Yeah, and Autism Strong, um, you know, like, you know, when we started the business and stuff, this was well before I met them, but my company, Choke Construction, um, found they were tired of donating their not tired of donating their money, but they wanted to donate some of their money to a local Charlotte, um, foundation. And they wanted to see their, their funds go to, um, families in Charlotte and they teamed up with this organization called, um, autism strong. And you're mm-hmm. probably going to see them get pretty big in Charlotte because, um, they raised over $400,000 for them. And, um, we now have got our graphic designer from Atlantic Raps. They made us, um, signs with QR codes that take the, takes everyone directly to their, um, autism strong donation page. And what that does is, um, Autism is very expensive. It's, I think it's uh, about $60,000 a year per child that, um, has autism in order to get the proper therapies and stuff that, that are needed. for that. And what they do is every, um, I, I can't remember how much money it is, but every, you know, X amount of dollars goes to an hour's worth of therapy for a child here in Charlotte. Um, and surrounding areas. And right now they have a, a big grant open. Um, it's called the Landon strong grant. That's, that's their child. Um, and, uh, we, we have all that information as well on our social media. And if, if anyone needs to, you know, donate money, um, you know, please consider using them because it's one organization where all the money goes to, you know, the foundation and the, and the children, um, you know, that are affected by the disease. So it's, Really something cool to get behind, and, um, you
1: know, obviously it is. Well, y'all, it's its its a weirdly way, but Duvall, that's autism is something that yeah. is strong. That's <laughs> big in his heart that he always helps with. Yeah. So it's kind of cool in a way to get y'all together here, because I know Duvall and his mom have always helped with a lot of yeah. those camps and a I lot of things. I have the on now, so
2: yeah. Yeah. it's kind of just, yeah, oh y'all look yeah, yeah, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Look into
3: Autism Strong, man. Especially if you want to get into any volunteer work and stuff like that. They do, They just. They're going to be doing some big events. Um, so if you like, you know, if you like that kind of stuff, they're really cool
2: people to get behind. Yeah, and and I know uh, just every year, probably I can't even remember the last time since since I can't remember. I've donated. Um, I bought food when my mom was working at Hopewell, and she was doing the proms. I made sure that she paid for the, the luncheons and whatnot, and then. Now, at my job now, I volunteer every year at the Special Olympics. So, yeah, I, I'm certainly going to support, and uh, you, you'll certainly be hearing from me. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: so, before we dive into the notebook questions, Jeeves, you got any final thought questions on the candles? I was just
0: going to ask Eric how it was, because... I know you're you're all with tattoos and everything. Lurs is clean cut, no tattoos. I wasn't growing up with him.
3: Say that last part again. How how was it growing up with uh, with Adam? Uh, Adam's a cool dude, man. He really is. Um, so you know, I went a different route. So yeah, I have the tattoos. I've had a lot of brain injuries. Um, I raced I raised motorcycles my whole life. Um, oh okay you know, so I went into the extreme sports, I like to, like, really, like, live on the edge, and, you know, he was just really, he was more athletic than me, in a lot of ways, you know, he was really good at basketball, he said, hey, you baseball, until so he threw his arm out, you know, he was good at football, um, I could have been good, I just never really cared about it. and <laughs> I still don't, or it's just never been my thing, um, you know, like, you know, I'm in I'm in school right now, as well as I work probably sixty hours a week managing some, you know, some some parts of big projects and um, trying to get this candle business off the ground. You know, so growing up with him, um, you know, he was a lot, lot more well mannered, a lot more, you know, well behaved. Um, you know, I was the problem child, um, gotcha. but he was always there for me, so I, I give. Know. He's always he's always been there for me, and I never I never missed a
1: ride to school my <laughs> <laughs> freshman year. Freshman year when Adam was there, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'll say. From knowing Adam for I'm pretty sure since about middle school, high school, and then meeting you that one year. if There's one thing y'all are y'all are definitely loyal to your people. And if you're, as always, I wanted Adam on my side, if there was anything going to go down, because he was always going to have your back. And same for a little bit, I knew you for that one class we had at the end of last semester that I was a senior and all that stuff. So y'all are definitely loyal in it. You know, your wife has even said it throughout your testimonials here of how you stick by your people. So that's definitely something to be, you know, admired and all that good stuff. So.
2: And, and to kind of add to to the Adam story, I'm sure Eric, you don't know, but when Adam played AU, when he threw his arm out, right, I was on that baseball team. Oh, uh, so, yeah. So so, so I played crazy. with the Tar Heels and everything.
3: So here's where it gets even more crazy. My wife, her uncle is Joe Leopard. You lying? <laughs> You're lying. Uh, yeah. it's it's very very the 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 real. You know, nitty gritty story of how we're actually together right
4: now is
2: uh, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. It is. Next yeah, time well. you talk to him, ask him about Duvall. He should know I me. I was, I, I was the only black kid that played baseball. He knows Duvall. His last name I, is Murray. Yes. He's still uh, he's still coaching
3: at uh, it might be Vance or something. He was still coaching, but he's still a lawyer and all that kind stuff. But yeah, this is yeah. his niece right here. Yeah,
2: because I know uh, he. Because I know he was. Uh, we were. We were the uh, Mallory Creek Tar Heels for a while, and I know his son Patrick went to North. Him with Brian Rayborn and all of them, they all went to North. Heath Barkley, which I still keep in contact with all of them as well. I'm pretty sure the names sound familiar. I don't know if you know them for sure, but uh, but yeah, like yeah, Joe was like yeah, that's a long history. Been, yeah, familiar. So yeah, yeah, so.
1: So did you, did you guys know each other back then? Like, did you ever show up to any games or was it just – was you home? I wouldn't
2: know. I mean, I was – I wouldn't know. Um, I mean, I didn't even know Adam had a younger brother until now. Um, <laughs> so I did. So I thought it was just Adam. But, I mean, now that – I mean, he could have been at those games. It's just wild because when he started talking about when he threw his arm out, I was like, damn, I was at that game. And we talked about it because me and Adam were on the same team. And then, now, his wife is Joe Ledford's, what, you said is your, your, your uncle? He's,
5: he's, technically oh, yeah, like, second, he's technically my second cousin, but he's always been my uncle, Joe. Yeah. yeah. And Joe
2: also coached my dad when he was at Independence. So, like, it's... Oh, right. wow. That's wild. <laughs> we go out, of, going out of a long rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's a small, really small world. Yeah,
3: yes. Joe like So,
1: how long until y'all were dating? Did you realize that Adam knew her uncle?
3: Okay, so I've known, you know, I'm so for the honest story of how <laughs> that um, Joe Ledford was related to her was me sitting down in his lawyer's office for him to get me out of some trouble that I had gotten myself. <laughs> The story revolved around this girl named Suzanne. And the can of worms unloaded in that freaking lawyer's office. (laughs) And Joe was like, um, he gave me a really sweet deal. He sat me down. He stopped. He said, look, God put us in this room together because this is just crazy. And, um, you know, a little bit later on, he was like, you're going to marry my niece. (laughs) <laughs> and if you, if you know Joe, you know, he wasn't asking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, he was telling
3: you. He was saying, <laughs> look, look, kid, you're going to jail if you don't marry my niece. <laughs> <laughs> I was already going to do it, but, you know, like, they, they took me right in.
1: all right before we get to the notebook i'm going to ask you though what's your favorite tattoo you have
5: me or her both you
1: you choose you each choose your own
5: um that's hard so i got a really i got my whole chest done with uh, a lantern and um a honeycomb and yellow jacket, and I have, like, a big yellow jacket behind my ear on my neck. That's probably my favorite. Um, I got it for my dad um, after he died. Alicia Van current at Blood, Sweat, and Tears did it. Um, but it all kind of ties together, like, my neck and my full chest piece, so it's kind of like, that's probably my most favorite. Um, but yeah, it's probably my yellow jacket and honeycomb.
1: Anyway. How long did that take you?
5: Um... For everything, a very long time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, for my chest and and that, yeah, two full days. So I mean, Ooh. probably about twelve hours. Wow. So, yeah.
3: And then mine. Oh, yeah, I have a, I have I have a clock on my hand and a clock on my forearm, and those clocks are my kids' birthday. Okay. Okay. The one in color is my son and the black and white on my hand is my
1: daughter. Okay, nice. Those are are my
2: favorite.
1: Okay. All right, Jeeves, you got the horn. (laughs)
2: Do
1: (laughs) it. All right, it's now our uh, Warehouse Distillery Wine under the Bridge Notebook. I sent you guys the Google Sheet. Have you picked out a question yet? Do you know a question? If not, you can pick it out now. We'll do a little housekeeping while you're getting that to order. Basically our NFL pick'em top ten. Eddie Lers is or Eddie Hutto is first. Caleb is second. Jeff Hux is third. Eric's brother Adam is fourth. Uh Tyler Kikaley's fifth. Duvall, the kids back in it now. He's at fifth. Oh, Watch man. out. Logan is sixth. Tyler Fraser is seventh. Cosby's eighth. Look at it's a, have you said the name Cosby in a while? Look at Cosby hanging out there in eighth.
4: <laughs> Brittany at
1: ninth. And uh Amy Hurley at tenth, so that's our top ten. I think I'm somewhere at like seventeenth or something like that. I'm, Do you, I'm down. I'm down in the toilet. You're down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like in the forty twenty four. Okay. I'm like in the
2: forties. Let's see.
1: Uh. You're, ooh, Jeeves.
2: Jeeves.
1: I ain't having a very
2: good
1: year. Jeeves, you're 29th, man. You're in the what? 40s, yeah. You jumped up 20. I, I was
0: in the forty I was just in the 40s last hey, week. Hey,
1: listen, Jeeves. You know this is halfway through the season. This is when people start forgetting, dropping Stop out. Getting, so you know, you've all your 25th. Okay, 25th. Okay. So and all really right, surprised. That's right behind all favorites, which is sitting at 23rd. Which last year they were in the top 10 all season. So it's really funny how this year's been funky. So. Yeah, you're yeah. right. All right. It looks like Susie's got her question.
5: So, am I just supposed to ask the question that I like?
1: Yes, you ask the question. If there's a name next to it, read the name. If it says anonymous, say it says anonymous. But obviously, obviously, pick a question that hasn't been highlighted. It's only like okay, five. okay.
5: All right, so does a drinking straw have one hole or two? By Cody B. Ooh. That's totally my favorite
1: question on here. I, I mean, I got to go with it's just one long hole, right? Mm. That's that's my...
0: I, <laughs> I, I was kind of on the same boat as Jake.
1: Yeah. Duvall, you still thinking? I feel like Susie's <laughs> had this answer in her head for a while. Susie, you go ahead and go yeah. while we're waiting on Duvall then.
2: Yeah. She's faking it. No, she not I, I don't know. Jeez, what you got? I
0: was going to say, I Jake, going it's, it's just
2: one you long. Say, so you said, you said it's one long hole. Yeah. Oh. That's not <laughs> bad. Yeah, Paul. So really? Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, I, you gotta have two. Okay. If it was just one, like, that's just like your drink. Your drink has one hole. Like, 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 so it's like a straw. Like, if you close the other side, it's open. Like, you're not going to be able to flow through the entire straw. So you got to take a hole to poke a hole on the top part for it to go through. There's got to be a hole poked at the bottom. So I'm going two holes. My logic is probably fucked up, but that's my logic. What do you think, Eric?
3: Uh, I would say two. That was my initial. Now, because I never put much thought into it, Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I started. I, I thinking, put too much in it. <laughs> yeah, then I started thinking, and I was
1: like, "Shit, maybe it is one long hole." But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with two. Okay. Okay. And an I'll...
3: entrance and an exit. That's that's true. That, that is
1: true. You. But see, I, I just think as a straw. I mean, it's it. It feels like it's one long hole. As weird as it is to say <laughs> like that, I mean, I... Yeah. but I get.
3: I feel like she thinks it's two holes because she kind of.
1: I think so like, too. Hey. Yeah, we got we to wait to see what her uh, her response is here.
3: My daughter was passed out on the floor, and I think her brother woke her up, or no. she realized she was on the floor. It happened. I think she's coming back now, though.
1: It's all good. It's not. I'm gonna nothing. answer one of my. I'm gonna answer one of my brother's questions. You should. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna. It uh. It's always tough with them toddlers, man. They just want to, like, sometimes they're so sweet, and then they just want to do something like, just leave them alone. They're asleep. Why would you go wake her up, right? Like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> mine, mine the other day, the, the four, four-month-old was, like, in his car seat, and everything was good, and out of nowhere, he was asleep. Out of nowhere, the toddler, the, the three-year-old just came up and just, like, barked in his face. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, he was just asleep. Now he's going to scream. I'm like, why? <laughs> All right, Susie, you're up. up. One one hole or two holes?
5: I think it has two holes. Yes.
1: What's your explanation? Why?
5: Because there's an, like there's an entrance and an exit where it comes in at the top and goes out at the bottom.
1: Okay, that's what Eric said. That's what Duvall said. Okay. All right. All right, Eric. You got a question?
3: Russia or
2: France? By Adam Louris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: is that France? all it says? Is Russia or France? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Lord.
1: And I think that one's been in there for so long. It just got hidden. So we used to have a notebook where actually people wrote it when we would do the podcast in our basement. But obviously with COVID, we've just been doing it over Zoom. So I transferred it all over to that Google Sheet. So it finally those ones that got hidden in the back are getting chosen. I mean, for me, I think I've got to go France. I mean, they're a little more peaceful. You know, they don't have – they didn't have any of the communism – You've got the Eiffel Tower over there, so you know I'm not a big French food person, but I still think I'd would go France over Russia. That's just me, though. Jeeves, I want to hear what you got to say.
0: Uh, I mean, I was I was thinking of France as well. I mean, because you you hear a lot more people from the states going over to France than you do Russia because of all the tourist attractions. That you can do, like Jake said, you got the Eiffel Tower, you got multiple other stuff. Um, but I, w- I would have to do that because the, it's more touristy than going, I mean, I'm not saying Russia's not touristy, but you hear more people saying that they're going to go to France than Russia.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one because I went to France, I went to Paris, and they all like black people. So that was tough. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if going to Russia they gonna like black so, <laughs> people. <laughs> so because I know what's going on in Paris, like I, I would probably go there. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I got. I, I'm, I'm gonna say France. I'm gonna say France too. I like the shopping in France. Okay. That's-
1: all right, Eric or Susie.
2: No,
5: I'm last. No you That's my question go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know. I just feel I don't know. I don't even know how to pick I don't even know how to pick something like that. like I feel like Russians are more badass than French people. That's fair. And so true. I kind of tend to feel like you know I'd rather be with more badass Russians, but I also totally dig. Like the the French people haven't had the whole communist thing going on, you know, and Eiffel Tower. Like that's, I don't see why that's like that big of like a thumbs up, but it is for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) My parents were, my parents just did a Viking river cruise and like they sent me this like obligatory photo in front of the Eiffel Tower. And oh, okay, that's cool. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of 50-50. Is the, I, guess I'd rather go to, I guess I'd rather go to France than Russia.
1: Yeah. Is I the leading guess, tower guess, of Pisa, is that in France? Italy. Italy, that's right. Duh, Pisa. That's Pisa. Yeah, there, I
5: mean, duh. if Italy
1: was in the choices, it would be an easy choice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. I okay.
3: guess France. I don't know. Russia. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> Russia. Those are my people. Ah, Russians are my people, man. I love Russians. They do crazy shit. They have fun. They're really loyal to each other. Um, You know, um, regardless of what their government does. I don't like what our government does at (laughs) at times. So, you know, as far as the people, though, I think the French would um, get on my nerves. Fair enough. Yeah. To be honest, I I just don't think I could be around them all the time. Um, Yeah, I don't. I could go visit but um russians you know they you see videos all the time they're just doing like outrageous things um i'm going russia all the way (laughs) (laughs)
1: nice (laughs) i respect it i respect it
2: oh yeah
3: Yeah.
1: all right you guys uh suzy and eric have any final thoughts final words i guess i have what what so what is y'all's next what's the next goals for the candle business
5: I'm working on trying to get into more retail spots okay um, We do a lot of these markets which is really cool um, you know and uh, but there's you know there's always going to be people who want to come after you. You know who come after you who want to do the same thing you're doing do the same thing you're doing and i think a big part of fixing that is getting into some retail spots and having the candles kind of sell themselves in that way you know instead of um having to get out there and like really put them in people's faces so i definitely think that that's like one of the next places i still want to do markets but i think having some some candles in more retail spots we have like one or two um, but that—that's gonna probably be where we go next.
1: Where are the two retail spots?
5: We have them in um, Fresh Market Produce in Denver. They okay. sell them, and they sell them in their Denver and in their Hickory location, and then Main Street Coffee in Huntersville.
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. Nice.
3: We're gonna start going for like boutiques and and um, you know high end craft spots and stuff like that as
1: nice. well. Nice. All right, you guys got any final thoughts, final words? I'm good. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, great. awesome. Good That's seeing good, everyone. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, cool. we'll have to cool. catch, catch you at your next uh, show or event that you're at. Grab a couple candles and, and all that good yeah. stuff. And if you ever want to type something up for me to read on the pod, just to do like a reader or a commercial type thing, I can throw in the middle of something. I've done it for uh, Bridget Ansborough in the past. She has that one of those wine businesses and stuff like that. So, you can just record on your phone, send me a voice memo, and I can pop it in the podcast kind of thing. If y'all want to read it, or you want Jeeves to read it, or Duvall to read it, or me, or whatever, so you know, just to help get you get your word out.
3: Yeah, man, um, no doubt. Just uh, keep that um, that Autism Foundation in mind. Okay. Look at Look that up, man. Yeah. I mean, that that's probably the best, man, because a lot of those kids need help, and the help is there right now. Um, just people just have to hear about it.
1: Nice. Will do. Will do. Well, I appreciate y'all stopping down. I know how tough it is managing two kids. You got dogs jumping around, candles to make. Yeah. So, you know, appreciate you stopping down and schooling us on the uh, soy candle business. And, yeah. Good.
3: Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us.
1: Good to see everyone. Thanks, dude. Yeah, Duvall, Always. man, how did we uh, end the podcast? Oh, geez.
0: Smoke what you smoke Cause it feels like home